You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's your friends at Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. How's it going on this lovely springtime evening? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do with this nice weather. I've turned air on for the first time this year. Alicia well, just said room. tonight, she's like, should we turn the air conditioning on? I was like, eh, I don't know if we're right there yet, but we're pretty close. I had a hoodie and a winter coat on yesterday. <laughs> now we're all <laughs> Nothing sweating. today. Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> hmm. you, know, you know what else springtime means? Um... It means free comic book day. Oh, yeah. Right around the corner. We have a guy on the inside. Yeah. (laughs) So after a few strange years where things were different, we had free comic book summer, where they stretched it out over the whole summer of 2020. And then 2021, they pushed it to August. This year, it is back to the first Saturday in May which it has been since 2002 was the first event. So we're two decades into this thing and it's still going strong. So we hope you have a local comic book shop in your area. If your area is the mid Ohio Valley, that shop should be asylum comics, two twelve third street. If not free comic book you can search for stores that are participating, but uh, as always today, it is a day to, Celebrate comic books. Stores throw open their doors and let the whole community in. They give away freebies. A lot of them do different events. They do costume contests or giveaways or sales. Um, We are doing our typical canned food drive. So we are giving away three items. Anybody who shows up gets three free books off the table. Or if you bring a non-perishable food or $1 donation, you can get more freebies for every for every dollar or can you donate. So we hope you will stop by somewhere and, and enjoy the day. Take the whole kids. It's uh, a lot of the books are very kid friendly. They're aimed at the younger readers, trying to get new people to read. That's yeah. what the day's all about. Bring your cash. <laughs> I swear I thought you were gonna say cat. <laughs> <laughs> So they do now. Don't you know, your cat, please. Don't we've been cat. you. You were an early adopter of this, and um, so so our little town has had, you know, pretty much every year has had. You've had something going on that you can bring your family, bring your kids. But a lot of the books do kind of skew that way, don't they? They're they're often kid friendly for the most part. So for the most part, nice. th- there's always a weird mature one. That- <laughs> added into yeah. the mix that I have to put a sign next to that says careful parents but yeah for the most part <laughs> they're fight aimed club at... or something what is it <laughs> walking dead <laughs> one year fight club yeah or they're aimed it's a lot of them are previews of things that are coming up or they're samplers where you get a couple short stories from different things 
or some of them are brand new material for a storyline that'll be, you know, here, here's the prequel or a prelude to a story that's coming up for this other book. So yeah, there's stuff, there's stuff for every age, there's stuff for every uh, interest, whether you've never read a comic in your life, there's something to sample, or if you're a huge Marvel or DC fan, you're going to get a taste of you know, the, the, the book on your pull list, you're going to get a, a chapter of that as well. So lots going on. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of some of the things you might expect. As always, there are gold sponsors and silver sponsors. So the gold sponsors, these are 11 books. Any store participating will have these. All right, so these are the main titles you should expect from anyone who's having this. And then there are a ton of silver sponsors that might be just depending on the location and the availability of them. So hmm. I'll jump off the bat here. Uh, best Archie comic ever. Ooh. It's a sneak peek at a new series of anthology titles, as well as some best of moments from some recently released titles. So there's always usually an Archie. Uh, Image Comics has the Bone Orchard Mythos Prelude. So this is Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino, who have uh, art writer artist team, who have done a lot of great stuff. So this is uh, original material. It's going to introduce their new line of horror comics. They're doing a line of interconnected uh, universe of horror comics that are going to be uh, some graphic novels, some miniseries, some one-shots, but it's all going to be in this connected world, and this is your uh, first taste of that. Uh, Boom Studios has 25 years of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> so this is uh, it's in high school yearbook form, a retrospective looking back at the past and a few hints about the future. Uh, Titan Comics, Doctor Who. This is a uh, all-new story lead-in to the next story arc about the earliest years of the Doctor, so kind of flashback story. Hold on to your hats. Dogman. <laughs> Dave Pilkey Sampler, the best-selling comic artist on the planet by leaps and bounds. Uh, creator of Captain Underpants, Dogman, and Cat Kid Comic Club. You're going to get fan favorite moments from all of those series. Your kids know what that is, and they want it. Uh, Viz. I'll tell uh, Nick. Viz, the manga publisher, has Kaiju number eight. That's uh, a sample of an uh, upcoming manga. It's a guy whose job it is to help clean up kaiju corpses. Wow. He dreams of one day being in the military, like the actual military force who fights them, but he's just basically the janitor at the moment. So it's a pretty interesting concept. <clears throat> um, AWA Publishers has uh, the first issue of Primos. This is written by Al Madrigal, the comedian. Uh, you might know from The Daily Show. Uh, hmm. this, is a, this is the first issue of an upcoming miniseries about Latino superheroes. They are three cousins in the modern day, who are descended from uh, Mayan space explorers. So the Mayans back in the day had crazy high technology, and these guys are uh, descended from these ancient heroes. Uh, Dark Horse, doing their bread and butter, a Stranger Things and Resident Alien series. So these are both news stories based on you know the hit, the hit Netflix show uh, and... Of course, Resident Alien has been turned into a show on the Sci-Fi Channel. These are pretty mature. Yeah, most of these. 
Yeah, yeah, these are not the uh, kid-friendliest versions, but IDW, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, the next event is called the Armageddon Game, and this is kind of the, 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 the prelude to that, and it's based on the number one, so you can see the cover is an homage uh-huh. to the number one. So the, the, the book is laid out a lot like number one, and it features a new mutant by the name of Venus. Mm. Anyone Venus knows de Venus, Venus de Milo. Mm. The lady turtle? The lady turtle has been introduced. <laughs> Man, Splinter doesn't like a lady turtle. <laughs> uh, the other manga from Kodansha Comics is called One Dance. It is a the preview. It's a coming-of-age manga about Japanese hip-hop dance. Okay. So, there you go. Uh, Marvel. Marvel's first one is a Spider-Man and Venom book. So this is kicking off the the new the new uh, relaunch. They're relaunching with the number one. It's Spider-Man's 60th anniversary this year. So they're uh, Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. are kicking off a new number one, and this is going to tie into that as well as a Venom story by Al Ewing, Ram V, and Brian Hitch. How about it? All right, so those are all your gold sponsors. And then, like I said, the silver sponsors, you know, there's going to be a, a variety of stuff. Uh, Dark Horse Avatar, The Last Airbender, Legend of Korra, two new stories from each of those. Image is giving away the uh, Clementine. This is the first yeah. chapter of the new the graphic novel game. series. Right, so this is from the Walking Dead Telltale game. Yeah, I very played popular, the heck out of those. Yeah, very popular character from that. So Clementine's getting her own... And it's basically all ages. It's not it's not the R-rated hardcore Walking Dead okay. version you're used to. So. I believe it. Uh, cartoonist Tilly Walden is uh, going to put out a series of graphic novels. You get the whole first chapter. That was a fun fun to play. First couple of those were really good. If you do bring your cat, you can get Max Meow, Cat on the mm. Street. Cat on the from Street. Random House. This is about a podcasting cat who becomes the Cat Crusader. I mean, how do you how do you pass that up? I don't know. Hey, we got Donald Duck. We got Pokemon. We got Sonic the Hedgehog. So there's a lot of other. Is there stuff a Minecraft there. in there anywhere? No, no. It feels Minecraft. like every kids franchise is like waiting on it to pop up. Oh. So we also have a few more from Marvel and DC, who have both sort Diamond is sort of the. Uh, progenitor of this whole thing and they're not exactly on the best terms with diamond right now but marvel still has books and so does dc so the other one marvel's doing it's a uh, marvel voices so this is uh seven different stories from these voices anthologies that spotlight diverse and underrepresented heroes so there are gay and lesbian heroes, minority heroes, indigenous heroes, and also the creators from diverse backgrounds. So it's just a bunch of different stories uh, from those worlds. Marvel's doing the first uh, little sample of Avengers X-Men Eternals ah. Judgment Day. So this is, uh, the idea is uh, the X-Men in their titles have basically solved death. The X-Men are immortal. If they die, they can be reincarnated. And the Eternals find that out. And they say, that's not how... We're eternal. You are not eternal. You are mutants. You are deviants. That's not right. 
So the Eternals want to take on the X-Men, and the Avengers are in the middle saying, let's not fight anybody, please. So that's the, uh, you get the first, uh, lays the groundwork for that big event. Kieran Gillen and Dustin Weaver. And uh, there's also a kid-friendly one, Spidey and his amazing friends. Uh, some short stories starring Spidey, Miles, and Gwen from the Disney Junior series in that animated style. Mm-hmm. Not to be left out, DC has three of their own. DC League of Super Pets, which is mm. a preview from the new upcoming graphic novel that picks up where the animated film leaves off. You're going to get a chapter from that. There's a young reader book called Galaxy, The Prettiest Star, which is from one of their sort of tween reader original graphic novels. Uh, it's about an alien princess <clears throat> who is hiding on Earth as a, uh, as a boy to escape an intergalactic war. And it's her kind of coming to terms who she really is. She shouldn't hide who she is inside, and she has to become who she was born to be. And also Dark Crisis number zero. So this is DC's big event coming up spring and summer. The Justice League have been defeated by the great darkness and an army of their most deadly villains. So a new generation of heroes must rise to protect the multiverse. So this is the big thing that's going to cross over to a lot of different series. And you're going to get your first taste on free comic book day. Sounds like a bundle of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a lot it's, of books. It's, it's a lot of books. I, 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 remember, yeah. I remember. I still flash back to several years ago when you did this and gave us that sneak peek there. You let us look and not tell. It felt like we really were insiders, man. Yeah, yeah. you're like, look at this. I was, like, oh! <laughs> was exciting. I don't remember what it was. It was, Cap- the big... it was, it was Cap- Captain America. It <clears throat> must the... have been around Hydra Cap time or something. Mm, he it was came the Hail Hydra, the last page. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, I remember sitting that's in the what... asylum and and recording yep. that episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe the statute, the statute of limitations has run out. I can't get in yeah. trouble for that anymore. Yeah. But these, he will do this type of stuff. So arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> the diamond police are coming for him. Oh, now the penguins might be after um, uh, They have rockets on their backs. <laughs> you haven't even released that episode yet. <laughs> so... So that's comic books, everybody. They're fun, they're enjoyable, and they're for everyone. And you should come out on May 7th to your local shop and enjoy it. Just enjoy the day. Get a free book. Hey, Cliff, after the fact, you're going to want to put in a game drop here. Game intro. Challenge your imagination to come alive and battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52! You shot my battleship. <laughs> I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. Are you doing? My turn. Shall we play a game? Because this week a book came out called Multiverse Roleplaying Game. The Marvel Multiverse Roleplaying Game. Came out with three different covers. This is the cover I got. Uh, it's 10 bucks, 120 pages. Is this what the kids call a phase rip? It's, it is not a phase rip, but it is the new improved phase rip. Uh, 
phase rip was stood for things well marvel is taking it to the most basic level of that they're first off this is a role-playing game this is their new they're they're taking their shot i forget the guy i meant to see what else he made but the guy they put in charge of this has he's got some uh credibility in the role-playing game community he's made some games before so they went and got somebody, got some people to work on this. They want to try to take another shot at it, and they're working on a system. Next year will be the core rule book, and, you know, anytime you get into a, a role-playing game, it's big books with tons of rules and all this. But they wanted to start off. They did a play test, but now now they're releasing the play test rule book that they came up with. And, of course, it's just a trade, 10 bucks, and it's got everything you need. You can play just with this. Just print off your, you know, copy your character sheet from the back and then fill it out. Everything's in here. If you've never played a role-playing game before, you're going to be confused. <laughs> but uh, you can figure it out. And it, there's a – it's just there's no way to do it super simple. And, and they did not <laughs> do it super <laughs> simple. But they, but they did – it's fine. They, they they didn't screw it up or anything. Like I really think it's a neat system. I'm curious to see how people react to it. But they didn't do, use like the D and D dies where you have all the different sided dies. They did like Dragon Age, which we we play as our main game. Um, they did, went with three D sixes. So if you have normal dice, they call it <laughs> in the book. If you just have normal dice, you can play this. You need three of them, and and in you need two of like you need one that's different than the other or you can just set it aside and roll it separately to keep track of it but in dragon age they call it the dragon die or you know <clears throat> there's different names and different ones of the, that system and this it's called the marvel die and they're trying to lean on the 616 idea using their own i you know you know concepts uh so that's the normal universe is 616 so they that's the dot the dice it's you if you the perfect roll is a six a one and a six the one has to be on the marvel die so honestly they'll be coming out with dice and the one will be a mark an m probably and that's about it this is where they got a little confusing it's like low is high for one of the dice and okay you're you're gonna have trouble here <laughs> But anyway, there are some neat ideas. And uh, if you want to level up like a traditional role-playing game, you can. You can. You can. You can create your own character. And there's there's a lot of uh, attributes in here that they describe. And uh, but there will be many, many more next year when they come out with the core rulebook. But you have plenty in here to choose from, but you could make your own character, start him from a certain level and try to build up to another level as you discover your powers, or you can just play established characters. They have 10 or 15 in here, mm -hmm. pre-made things. You could be Spider-Man, Captain America, Captain, you know, Thor, Thing, Hulk, you know, they, they, Iron Man, they've got all these people already, they're telling you what their attributes are, you know? And if you want to play a campaign that is street level, okay, you're going to have Daredevil and those kind of people. If you want to be, you know, more on a team, be like part of a city, okay, then you're instead of a section of a city, then you're like, okay, Spider Man. Then you want to be National, you're the Avengers, so on. 
you know, getting all the way to galactic, but they do realize that at some point you're probably going to be a team like the Avengers that has people of all power levels, someone very street level to galactic and show how that can work together. The, the dungeon master or game master in their uh, game is called the narrator and they ultimately are the most powerful player in the game. So they are going to play everybody else and um, all the non-player characters and describing the world but the neat thing about it is everybody knows this world everybody knows we you know people that are going to buy this know the marvel world and i thought i like the way they described it i was wondering about the multiverse angle what they're what they're leaning on here because you could make up our own stories do multiverse things skip it around like they have been in the movies but that's not what they're getting out here they're saying your whatever game you are playing with your friends and you're Spider-Man and you're Captain America and so on, or you're your own character that doesn't exist in the Marvel universe. That is your, that's, that's not the 616. That is your universe. And it is a separate thing. You can do whatever you want with those characters and tell these stories and take, take other Marvel stories and mix and match them and do all that, because that is your 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 one universe in the multiverse and you so can take your spider-man to another group of friends yeah. who has a spider-man and you can both you can do whatever you want so it, it's it's and you can yeah you can mix your you could have your character and play with one group of people play with another group of people and your yours is crossing over you know however you want to do it it's <clears throat> it's neat it's uh i'm excited to see what the core rule book looks like next year i i think it's an improvement on phase rip is what I'm trying. They, they've been trying to find a way to do it. And I don't love the phase rip system, but I have a lot of the modules and stuff and you could easily port them over to this, you know, if you wanted to do something and heck I may work something up sometime, but it's, it's a, it's a good start and they will get a lot of feedback over the next year telling them what to fix they will get a lot of feedback <laughs> because uh there's a lot of people like i like me that just i mean if there's a role-playing game book coming out of a something i like i'm buying it and there's a gi joe one coming out next month i'm buying i you know i just want to read how they do it you know how would you make a character and things like that get new ideas and anyway i thought it was really neat it's a good for 10 bucks if, if you want to see if if you haven't got into Dungeons and Dragons or maybe fantasy isn't your thing, but you're a big comic book person and want to try out the role-playing games that all these people are getting into now. It's super popular. Hasbro made a ton of money in the past year because of Dungeons and Dragons and Wizards of the Coast. So it is booming big time. Hmm. So this is a good place to start. I don't want to be J. Jonah Clattenburg. Hey, <laughs> That is that could cross over very well. A descendant of the the Clattenburg Empire. Oh yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh my. Oh, he fights off what? with Shark Face Man or whatever. <laughs> what was the, what's the name of that? Paper Russell. plate face. Shake plate shark plate face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, jokes, oh, jokes yeah, are real inside. Yeah, we played. Uh, well, we played our Dragon Age game. Uh, I yeah. invited Cliff. Cliff, I saw you get in your mail that day. Yeah, he said, you keep the tabs on me. I was like, well, they were about to show up to play Dragon Age that a couple weeks ago, and I was like, 
do you want to be like an entire cult? Like I, I was like trying to figure out how I could work you in real quick. Well, they were going to have to fight a demon cult. I mm -hmm. thought he could just come in here and roll the attacks and decide how he wants to kill them. You know, and if he dies, there'll just be another cult member there. There's a bunch of them, <laughs> you know, would have been fun, but you were sleepy. Uh, I was yeah, in for the night. Uh, I was in yeah. the pajama pants and red, I was getting ready to put them on and, and, get tucked in for the night i forget what we because everybody was here that night i forget what we were watching or doing but it was funny because jesse had been sharing me some like you know his his crazy music he listens to it's like progressive <laughs> with stories and stuff and not and uh sent me something called uh the hoots force <laughs> and and I was working anyway, I was working it into the story. Like everyone's I'd say something about the thing from this band, which I love having the inside jokes from the outside working them in to my multiverse. It's fun. We'll get you over here, Cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while while we are comics adjacent, I I will bring up one more time. I finished True Believer, The Rise oh, yeah. and Fall of Stan Lee, biography by Abraham Reisman. I loved it. This was the book I have literally always wanted to read about Stan Lee. It's not a hatchet job. It's not out to destroy his legacy, but it's also certainly not what every other book has been, which is just kind of parroting the stories he tells. Here's how Stan created the Marvel Universe, true believer. Like, it, I've never seen a book that's actual journalism. And that's what this is. This guy digs in and finds out that he tries his best to find the stories. And he has access, like the Stanley Library. There's a ton of old papers and files and zip drives that were donated to a to a college, and that he pours through. He tons. You know, the, it's endlessly footnoted. There's tons of interviews that he conducted. He goes through the paperwork for from the last hundred years of the comic book industry. It is just really, really well researched and a good story. He's a he's a good writer. He knows how to tell the story. I wish it had been twice as long. I would have read. I would have kept reading it forever. The big takeaway is like, okay, Stan was full of it, right? We all know that. Everything right. he said was a pitch, was a say. He tried to sell something, but like, he was also kind of miserable. Like he was never happy in his entire life. He, he didn't really want to be in the comics industry. He just kind of fell into it. He made his best of it, but he was always trying to leave. He wanted to be a screenwriter or a poet or a, or a playwright or something. And he, it was, it's really kind of a tragic story that like, here's this guy was beloved and he doesn't see, he doesn't see the value in what he did. And he from the day he started till the end, he was always trying to leave. He was always trying to, he had an idea. He had a, he had a scheme. He was going to, you know, do these books that, uh, the humor books or, or, or adult magazines, or he had a, he had, he had a million different things he tried to do and everything failed. So he felt like a failure, like his whole life, except for this, like 10 years of this collaboration with Kirby and Ditko. So it's, it's a crazy story. The guy's, the guy's often vilified and rightly so for the, you know, stealing credit and all that kind of stuff. But he's also a pretty sad, 
<laughs> a sad figure to learn more about. So yeah. excellent, excellent book. I loved it. I, I really liked it too. And I, I feel like that's, isn't that, didn't they have the Liberty Valance quote at the end uh, about when the, when the legend becomes fact, print the legend, you know, right. and I, like that is Stanley to a T. Yep. Um, yeah. I love that book. And if you like reading about comics, absolutely. Comic history. Absolutely. That is one to grab and get like real, because like you said, it's not a hatchet job. And I, I was, I had heard how, they were really going to, this guy was really going to get to the truth. And I was like, he did. And he didn't have to tear the guy down at the same right. time. It, right. it was very well presented. But plus, on the, the other great book from that last year was All the Marvels. I loved that book also. So those two together were a couple of the best books I read last year where I got read all the Marvel comics. And I, I was like, what? that was some great reading on the subject. I, I would love a book like that about Kirby as well. Mm. I'm holding out hope for that. But yeah, I just it traced a lot of things like here's what Stan said in 1964. Here's what he said in 1972. Here's what he said in the 90s. And it's like how his story changed over the years yeah. and how he embellished how much he did or how little he did. But then it also would show Kirby did the same thing. He went from, hey, we're a team here yep. to in the 90s. I did everything. So, <laughs> you know, there's no right answer. We're never going to know 100 percent. But this guy did as good a job as he can actually trying to figure out what what really went down right it was great good stuff oh well speaking of uh marvel did you guys uh happen to partake in the first thor love and thunder trailer released out this yeah it was like yes. it, it was like a teaser yeah i was yeah. i allowed i allowed myself that i don't want to see any more and yeah. i know that just this recently this week came out with a new dr strange one and i'm not watching it oh, I haven't way watched too that. way I, too close to movie time to be watching i swear trailer. there's a headline every day about dr strange and this I, confirmed this figure this uh, nope. da, da, da. it's like stop I, it. I haven't seen any of it and i'm I've, I've just stopped following all kinds of accounts on twitter that ever i can only i do not follow comicbook.com or cbr <laughs> whatever those are i don't want any part of it these hands were once used for battle now they're but humble tools for peace i need to figure out exactly who i am
we got our but, first image of uh, of the new Thor. Well, first of all, I didn't realize this. Thor is the first character to have four um, individual yeah. movies in the yeah. MCU. Yeah. So thought that was pretty cool coming from back with Taika Waititi. You wouldn't have thought and... that. You wouldn't have thought it would be it. <laughs> you think you think of uh, Captain America or Iron Man being right, being a bit having a better chance of that. Well. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I mean, I, 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 yeah, definitely. I even, especially Iron Man. I could have totally seen there being a fourth one of that. But, but their three were good. <laughs> he had a few yeah. duds in there, so yeah, that kind of got like reinvigorated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the first two I really could have, you know, pretty much done without. But then, you know, we, we they felt liked... like Thor in the comics to me. Like I, I always felt like Thor was bland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not was never my favorite Avenger. Just like it, it, it was just bland. It was, didn't yeah. interest me at all. And and now the story is, it's just total. The Taika Waititi thing just turned it on its head and made him funny. And and then then we got to see him get fat. And it's just like, <laughs> I. Yeah. I, I really I was sad to see in the trailer that he was skinny again because it's like we need a tubby Thor to just live on right you know just like well I don't know Odin doesn't like a tubby Thor <laughs> yeah. yeah so I yeah I, I'm excited for it and it's gonna be huge it's got Guardians of the Galaxy in it oh, also man. and you're gonna get the Lady Thor stuff like yeah. it's gonna be huge uh, I honestly wish we had it's too late now really but maybe we'll do it for another season or whatever we should have done a box office draft like or like each come up with a there there is a a, a summer movie wager thing out there where people play and we could have play, played it where you pick what mm-hmm. you think the biggest box office are going to be of the summer movies i'm curious of you guys what do you think is going to be bigger multiverse of madness or Morbius. thor love and thunder More. Morbius? Morbius? It's the summer of Morbius. <laughs> Still. <laughs> and those Morbius jokes have been brutal. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, um, I, I, I I feel like I would have said Doctor Strange, but but come on, this is this has guardians in it. And yes. it's gonna have Lady Thor. Man, it's gonna be big. I mean, uh, yeah, Spider-Man lifted Strange's profile, I feel like. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. multiverse stuff, people with the Disney Plus, they love this multiverse idea. But yeah, I feel like Thor is still the most mainstream. They love Chris Hemsworth. They're gonna yeah. love the Lady Thor. They're gonna they love Guardians. Yeah, it's I feel like yeah. Thor is more of a crowd pleaser. Yeah, yeah I I'm that curious. would be my my gut there. I'm you know, I had this conversation with my son the other day. We were talking about this. And he, he mentioned Doctor Strange and whatnot. And I was just like, eh. Well, we watched um, Spider-Man, the last one, Far From Home. Or No Way Home. No Way Home. Spider-Man, and, Far From the Last One. Yes. <laughs> that. Uh, we wa- he, he bought that um, on digital. And we, we watched it last weekend. My wife hadn't seen it yet. And we were talking about Doctor Strange and this and that and Alicia said something about him and I was just like, eh, not, not really my favorite thing. Not, you know, I'm like, he's a jerk. He, I, I just, it's all he's magic. He's come a long and, way. He's come a long he's way. He's come a long himself way. himself in Endgame. Like, 
give it bring us some emotion and stuff like so but the thought of going and watching another one of those movies to me like i'm not all that excited about multiverse of madness just because of him so definitely i saw this trailer and i was just like from you know the oh it's taika watiti the music is is just hitting perfectly and watching thor little thor you know uh, different stages of his life running through those trees i was like okay yeah it's gonna be good yeah i was thinking uh I still think, though, neither of those are going to be the number one movie of the summer. There's only one franchise that I've watched in the last 10 years that, well, not 10 years, the Endgame was packed to. One franchise that I, in Marietta, where I can usually go and set, have multiple rows to myself. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, I had to sit by a guy and yell at him because <laughs> yeah. there wasn't a seat left in the theater, and it's going to be the biggest movie of the summer. That and, could be. And, just by a couple hundred million i'm betting so because that just everybody's going to go to that whether you and that and you won't even expect to like it but you'll go see it (laughs) i have not seen any of the latest ones really any of the ones with uh chris pratt wow i saw the first one it was fine i saw them i saw them both but yeah i'm this one's gonna have ellie back she hadn't been in any of that you know yeah everybody's gonna be back yeah and and we get a little bit of a twist we've never gotten where it's not just somebody's gonna do something stupid it's already been stupid there's a we've already got dinosaurs everywhere nobody's gonna be making dinosaurs we've already got you know what are we doing about them and uh, and is this the prequel to Flintstones maybe (laughs) that would be a great final you know yeah the the post credits you see Uh, you see in the post credits where the uh you start to realize that why are they watching rock tvs and things like why are there washing machines oh it's a blast from the past it's a living Anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> we were, I think that's enough on, okay. on the trailer. But yeah, we I'm not talk, watching any more of those trailers. We could talk TV and stick right with the Marvel wagon here. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> we got Moon Knight still coming out on Disney+. Plus. Oh my gosh. In our timeline, we've had uh, two more episodes, so we haven't talked about episodes three or four. Seth, I believe when you reviewed one and two, you said you loved this show. I loved you it. Were Episode one art. and two had a lot of promise. I liked the him freaking out and us not getting to see what's happening when he's a badass and just like waking up and everything's everybody's butts are already kicked. And then, you know, just the whole setup of that. Uh, I like, you know, what's his name walking around glass and shoes. And, and then I, I like the next, I like the second episode too. Like it just laid some more groundwork, it got some more, you know, it just, it, it, it was really setting up well. And then these past two episodes where they've tried to do Indiana Jones slash the mummy, his girlfriend 
is obviously supposed to look like Rachel Weiss from the mummy. Like they're go, they know people like the mummy. So we're like, we are go leaning into this. Yeah. It's been and, 20 years. People have forgotten about that. So let's, yeah, let's let, do it again. I mean, they're, they're going it's for a it, but, mummy with a Marvel logo on it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the Marvel dot. Um, but I am just bored to tears. Like I cannot pay attention to it. I'm not even severely trying to follow the story. Like, I just don't care. I don't care. I, I don't know that I, I'm the majority or anything. You know, I, no, I don't know I, how I people totally, are taking it. I, I told you from the get-go, it didn't, it had, like, there were things I liked and appreciated. I thought the performances were fine or, real. you know, in some cases, pretty good. But as for the story, it just hadn't grabbed onto me. And I'm, I still feel that way. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I, I'll finish it. But this one's not coming back for season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i feel so. like all the actors are giving it their a game like yeah. oscar isaac is terrific really love ethan hawk as the villain yeah f murray abraham's voice great love. love it need more of that this, the the female love interest may callum away i've never seen anything but i think she's good i i like everyone in this i just i'm not sure what they're doing like it was a weird like we start off by teasing moon knight you don't really get much moon knight and then by this point, we've taken him away completely. There is no Moon Knight. He's locked away. You can't access the suit or the powers. So <laughs> Moon Knight has not appeared in this show yet. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, I don't have much to say about it other than what we've already said. I, I'm, you know, I'm hoping, praying for a miracle on these last two, but uh, I don't... I just don't know. See, I liked... Get a little spoiler territory if you haven't seen three or four, but I, I liked in three. You were seeing Ethan Hawke's character. Uh, he's a former avatar, and we see what yes. your, your torment forced me. I owe my victory to you. Like the country was so cruel to him, at least in his perception, that he he turned him to this because Conchu is not a good guy. We're not yeah. Moon Knight's not necessarily a hero yet in this world. So I, I like that idea of, you know, the, the morality is a little bit, it's not black and white. There's a little bit of gray there. And I like the idea of the, you know, they, again, it was a little bit clunky, clunkily hinted at, but uh, that there's some secret about Layla's father and how he died. And Mark's like, I don't know anything about that. Like, it was like, you know, he was involved in some way. So then we give it a little more information. Uh, this Harrow reveals you know, Mark knows who killed her dad. It was his partner who executed all these people at this dig site. And then I feel like by the end of the episode, we have to ask, was it really Mark's partner? Right. Yeah. Or was yeah. it some other personality we haven't met yet? Because they tease that hard with there being a another sarcophagus that's sealed up and shaking. And like, let's not open that. So I feel like they're telegraphing another personality yeah. between Stephen and Mark. There's somebody else and he might be an awful murderer. I don't know. So I, I feel like it's being tell. I, I hope there's some twist I'm not seeing coming. Cause that seems to be the most obvious one. Do you guys ever see orphan black? With, no, I know. With, I know the uh, basic idea. Tatiana mm -hmm. Matslani. Yeah. She's going to be she Hulk. Yeah. She's like several different twins yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, not twins, but you know, it's just all these different personalities she's playing. Anyway, go on. Yeah, so I, yeah, and then the, all the articles I saw, a huge twist in episode four. Yeah. And I, the, I don't, 
I mean, it was more interesting than running around to Dusty too. <laughs> For an hour, the the end with the uh, yeah, he, yeah. he gets shot and wakes up in a mental hospital. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's like Legion, or some mm. of the you know, there's there was an episode of Buffy that did exactly that. So it's it's again it's not an original idea, but that idea of like no you you're not a superhero you're you you need medicated you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, it didn't blow. I had heard the same thing. It was like oh my gosh, the last ten minutes, and I went oh neat white white room. <laughs> Uh, it was a little trippy. I like the the Tomb Buster movie that he was watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, gr- the grainies VHS, yeah. and he, he had a Moon Knight action figure. Mm-hmm. That was a little rough. It looked like it'd been buried in the yard. What was it? Reminded me of that. What was the uh, that uh, Nickelodeon show or whatever you were talking about, Cliff? Oh, or something. The um, the game show. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, yeah that's what that reminded me of type thing like i thought they were gonna have some family go through so you know like don't you think i've looked like a 80s oh, no thing? i thought of that early in that when that creature was sticking its hands out because legends of the hidden temple had the temple guards yeah and they mm-hmm. would jump out from doors and stuff and grab the kids I'm like this oh the temple guards are gonna get it <laughs> <laughs> anyway i don't know there's like two episodes left right it already feels long and i thought it was gonna be a short season now it's just like, ugh, we gotta watch two more of these. Yeah. <laughs> so it ends. It ends with a strange goddess with a hippo head. Yeah. What's that? That's what I was. Who knows? Ask. Do you know who know. this person is? That's Nobody not something from the comics. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I bet it is. I Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't checked out completely, but the, yeah, it was. It was a little bit of a slog getting getting here. So. I don't know. Yeah. I feel the same way. Oh, let's see here. Uh, any good TV? Yeah, is there any good TV? Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. I haven't watched the new stuff yet, so I don't know why I brought it up. But <laughs> I'll watch, I was I'm doing my rewatch. I'm almost doing my rewatch. Then I'll catch up. And we'll talk about it next time. Mm. So yeah, I did the same thing. I I said this this is season six, the final season of Better Call Saul. And I didn't remember very much. I said, like, Breaking Bad, I had seen all the previous seasons a couple of times, I'm sure, seen reruns or watched watched Mm. them over and over. But Saul, I love as well, but I just hadn't, I don't think I'd ever watched any of the episodes more than once. So I I really wanted to rewatch. So I got through, finished, got through season five right before season six started. And that was excellent because it, you know, I would not have remembered most of the stuff that happened. That's and what the, I. The show is so about. tightly plotted and so intricately put together, and I love nothing feels fan servicey. Nothing feels gratuitous, even though it all is. Yeah. Hey, here's this character we know. Yeah. Here's this location. Yeah. Here's this thing. That's what it's I was going to say. It's all the, Easter eggs, but it all works and clicks together really, that's, really well. That's what I was going to say. Well, the first time I watched it weekly, you know, as it came out the last several years. It felt very fan servicey to me because I was I was like, oh, oh, Fring's gonna be on it. Oh, Mike's gonna be on it. Yeah, every time they added some character, it felt like a stunt. Well, re-watching this as a you know, burning through it, it's it doesn't feel like that at all to me. It's like, oh, this okay, this is a show. It's got it's not just a thing of the week. There's mm-hmm. actually a nice running connected story all the way through. Yes. 
it doesn't work. Everybody's older than they are in the future, <laughs> but, but it's a, well, a lot of these origin stories don't feel stunty. They feel like a very giving a weaving a very good fabric to set up breaking bad. And I, I just, Oh, eat it up it's with a like spoon. The first episode of the first season of Saul, Tuco shows up. Tuco yeah. Salamanca. And that yeah, that feels like, hey, everybody, remember Breaking Bad? Yeah. But then the story of Uncle Tio Salamanca lasts the whole series. Yeah. And, and him getting into the wheelchair and the bell and then you know Lalo shows up, but like it all it all means something. Yeah. And we get, you know, Crazy Eight shows up. But we meet how how does he meet Huel and Francesca and all all these characters? Like I said, it all should just feel like a bad stunt, but it, it, they've just been so carefully plotted out. I did and feel... to, to to do the things, you know, like in Breaking Bad, he mentions having three ex wives or something, and like they have to figure out how how would he have had three ex wives? Like they have to dig themselves out of a few things that they weren't thinking about at all twelve years ago. But like. I don't know. They, they've solved all these problems so well on this. That is that is definitely it's so funny. Uh, like one of the best episodes is in the first season, getting the backstory on Mike and his son. What happened to his son? And you're just like because that's just like glossed over in the in Breaking Bad. But he's all you know watching out for his son's family because his son died. And this is such a good episode. And then the whole series of him dealing with this daughter-in-law and his granddaughter, like trying to make her happy. And, you know, with this gruff old man that just like, there's one person he puts up with and it's her, you know? (laughs) And it's like, you can't quite figure out if she's a head case or not. Like, is she, what, how much she's manipulating him or not, but it seems just like they, they don't overdo it. So it seems like, well, someone could just be like that, you know? And, and, that just the the set the setting up of everything with them and then the i did feel like it was a haunt a little haunt soloy how how uh, crazy it got his name (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh you're flying alone there (laughs) Uh, but anyway great show it is so good i'm glad i i'm rewatching it i've just got a few episodes left and I'll be ready to dig in. Now I'll, we'll catch all the things in this last season that I for sure would have missed. And so central to this show, it was very clever making the two characters, you know, Ray, Ray Seahorn's Kim Wexler. Save Kim. And Hashtag save Kim Wexler. Who, if she doesn't win an Emmy this year, there's no justice in the world. I'll slap yeah. somebody. <laughs> exactly. And Michael Mando's Nacho. Yeah. Neither so, of those characters were in Breaking Bad. We do not know their fate. So these are two beloved characters. Nacho so wasn't in Breaking Bad. No. No. Man, that's a little Nachoception in there. Somehow I, I <laughs> felt like he was in that, but I believe you. And the other thing is hanging over all this is Bob Odenkirk had a heart attack. They said the something about this. Nacho though at the beginning of in the first season. They talk about Nacho. Bob says something about Lalo too, so they there's okay. there's a mention, but yeah, yeah. I, the actors and not not in Breaking Bad, and okay. I could be wrong, but I don't. No, know I, I believe. It. But yeah, so Bob Odenkirk nearly died filming this, and it's like, what, what in the world would you do? Like his his co-star Ray Seahorn found him on the set, keeled over, and like they ran over with the with the shocker things and saved his life. 
and you know I'm glad the man's alive just on a personal level but like you have set up six seasons of a show around this guy a prequel to another show like if something had happened if the worst had happened what in the world do you do you can't digitally you, you can't you can't link skywalker and back in there you can't write around it like yeah what in the world i can't imagine i'm honestly what not happens not sure i i can't believe this stuff doesn't happen more often honestly like we don't see that very often i can't even yeah. think of an example but yeah i don't know what they would have done i let's do an interview with him in the past couple of weeks about that and just how he like he didn't remember any of it. So yeah. he's like, all these people had been worried about him and stuff. And he came back and he was just ready to work. And he's like, I had to actually, they had to make me stop and think about it, you know, be like, listen, we thought you were going to die. So, so chill out here, man. You know, we want to, you need to take it seriously. What happened? Anyway, oh, it's I so good. It. When, when it's on, it's the best thing on TV. Yeah. <laughs> agree. <laughs> I told I'm a, I told Nick to watch it. He watched Breaking Bad and liked it, and but I think this takes you. You need to be just a little bit more mature for this one to get some of the slow burn of it. Uh, it's a little, a little more, you know, it's lawyery and that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's not as fun as Breaking Bad. Yeah, the reason I did the adventure. reason it took me so long to go back and rewatch is because the stuff of this brother is not fun, but it's so good. So yeah. Anyway, hmm. what else is good? It's good, Cliff. Uh, winning time. Winning time is pretty good. They're totally yeah. off the rails. Like they've <laughs> lost total grips on reality. I've seen Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar have both said like they've kind of distanced themselves from this and said like I want I haven't lo- anything. Yeah, they I haven't get looked the scores anything right in the see. game. They're, yeah, they're like, here's a game. We know the score isn't right. That's not how it is. what. <laughs> That was the first thing, yeah. I, that that uh, episode where they play Boston and like, and, Bo- and and Larry Bird's go around. I don't who I don't think the guy rubbed. I didn't you know? either. And he, he and or you know and he's like, you know, but it's better all this that he smack does. that he that he yeah. you know it just uh, the room that room that's the thing that cracked me up is like they have a press conference. In 1980, is it 80, 79 or 80? Yeah. And there's like 50 reporters in there. Do you think 50 reporters gave a crap about that at that time? The NBA was nothing. They right. didn't care about these people. Like there was, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, just... it, it's 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 skewed far from from the truth. Uh, but I don't well, care if that's the real Larry Bird. That's a great Larry Bird. I, I, I want to watch that Larry I Bird. I totally agree. <laughs> also, love, I have uh, enjoyed it so it? much. Uh, uh, what's his name? Bus. He's uh-huh. in. He's in like Boston at the freaking uh, watching the game, and the next scene, he walks into the hospital room yeah. in L.A. where the guys, yeah. the, where the coaches are. I'm just like, man, you guys just do whatever the hell you want. Just <laughs> do it up. Yeah, it's funny to try because I found myself. I watched a uh, uh, an episode, a couple episodes. I'd watched them. Then went back and watched him with with my wife, and because, she, like I said, she's she loves the show. She loves John yeah. C. Riley, and it's just it's an entertaining show. It's fun and crazy, and you find yourself doing exactly what we were, you know, like did that really happen or how close, you know? And then some His of mom's like, listening to the Lakers games on the radio in Michigan, right? What? 
right exactly 1979 exactly yeah, that's where i'm at like oh yeah the whole team had christmas dinner at magic yeah. house that's weird <laughs> but that seeing between his dad and kareem yeah, was that amazing was good. so i yeah. don't I don't care what the reality is. Oh, I, I want to oh. watch print the legend. I want to. I want to watch. The <laughs> That's right. It, it felt. It felt like. Uh, it felt a little like Atlanta. You know, it's like them just having that conversation at the table there. You know, it's like let's. Uh, why is this? Why is he so happy? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but but again, like within this story, you know, this television show, it, it completely works for me, and I I just find myself like just enjoying the ride of the whole thing. And it's just, the thing is my, I guess what bugs me is the real story is crazy enough. So when you take these liberties, Mm. it, it kind of dilutes it for me. It's like, it's like, Oh, you made that up. You know what? It it's going to make the real stuff not hit as hard to me. Yeah, because know? I mean, there there were always stories out there about you know Red Arbuck and and you know the crap he did pull. You know, he used to have fans call the opposing team's hotel in the middle of the night yeah. all night long. I mean, he did stuff like that. He would, you know, they really did. Uh, it was a situation when teams went to, especially the Lakers, when they went to. Uh, to Boston, they did bring their own water. You know, they were afraid yeah. to drink the water because God knows what he'd done to it. But so he did do stuff like it, it, it's fun for me to try and try and, you know, differentiate yeah. the, the real. And there's the, not enough. Uh, listen to Bill Simmons talking about it. He's like, there's definitely not enough cocaine. Like yeah. if they want to wild to show out and you, and you want to show the real thing, there was a way more, yeah. people using cocaine before than, games than they're, than they're yeah. showing on than they're showing on here <laughs> yeah yeah spencer haywood uh eventually um, yeah well we saw richard Pryor trying yeah. to talk him into the pipe you know right, so right. you know that's coming so yeah <laughs> <laughs> but man I, I just it's so entertaining and i have such a love for for that era of, of that team yeah and i mean between John C. Riley and the kid that plays Magic Johnson, I'm just like they are so entertaining to me. Like, I mean, he looks like Magic Johnson in my mind. Yeah. What you know, yeah. my memory of 19 whatever, uh, 80 whatever. There's and... a uh, new doc came out today. They call me Magic. Came out on Apple TV Plus. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch. So people say it's really good. So. There was a bird versus magic one a few years ago on HBO that was pretty good too. Um, very in detail, but yeah. but yeah, I'm just enjoying it. As, as you see where it takes us. Yeah. Speaking of Atlanta, what have you been thinking of that, Jordan? Uh, I haven't seen the most recent one, but I've seen oh, all the other ones. So. Wow, this season is great. I I I always really like this show, but I I. I struggle to understand it yeah. and really like put a finger on exactly what it is. Is it comedy? Is it drama? What is it? How much do I really love it? But this se- this season is connected with me more than the first two. I think the, I don't know if the stories are a little simpler or they're yeah, a little more they straightforward. Yeah. They're not quite as avant-garde. Yeah. I feel like they, they do it in a artistic way, but yeah, I think this season has been a lot easier to get what they're trying to get across. It's just like they're traveling through Europe. They've got money now, so we don't have to deal with that storyline anymore. And they're 
just dealing with the everyday racism, you know, and trying to do what they can to stay connected, but how the world is just fighting against them. And in, in, uh, uh, hyperbolic ways, you know, there are some very, uh, magnified things that happen. This latest, latest episode's good. So just more of that, more of those, those people dealing with all this stuff, trying to, trying to do the right thing and not necessarily yeah, that, not, not getting anywhere. And even having money doesn't insulate you from the, the problems right. that, that uh, America can, or even being in Europe doesn't separate you from problems the world has. So this, yeah, this is season three. The last season aired four years ago in May of 2018. So we had to wait four years for this, which might be part of the problem. But I get, I, this cast, these were, except for Donald Glover, they were all unknowns when this show started, basically. And all four of the main cast are huge superstars now. So I, I can see why it would take time to get them all together and back working. But yeah. Yeah, I'm on board. I'll I'll stick with it wherever wherever it goes, however weird it gets. I'm in. Hmm. I'm in. Yeah, saw saw the uh, start pushing some movies. I saw you saw the Spider Verse is getting pushed to next year. I was sad to see that. Yeah. Have they fired Ezra Miller yet? Has that come out yet? Like he got arrested. Oh, I, he's been yeah, arrested he's a, twice in like the last couple of weeks or something. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely got some problems. Uh, that, I, that big Oscar victory do. went to his head. Yeah, <laughs> entering the speed force just That's changed, right. Change the pop, change the culture as we know it. Man, how could it just like <laughs> any more perfect? Like they're well, at least you know they got what they wanted. Now that they bring that up, and they're like, well, well, let's go see what he's doing. <laughs> hmm like I, I mean what do you do now like i mean is there can we push grant gustin into into the movie role i mean why not you can do <laughs> like, anything right it's a multiverse man oh it's a paradox city <laughs> it's back baby oh the only other thing i've seen newsworthy to change off of movies a little bit but in the last a uh, week or two weeks or so there's been a big change down at down with disney parks the the governor of florida has declared war on the disney company what can't uh, this guy do his, in his he's infinite wisdom out. he's declared war against uh disney for being too woke for, so be, for being very ca- very uh minimally <laughs> Like minutely <laughs> making like a, a statement small... in anything positive, yeah. uh, you know, they barely did anything and it was still too much. Yeah, that's so... he lost me last time you talked about this because you said, Oh, people are boy, you know, you're saying, Oh, I might have an yeah. easier time at Disney because people are boycotting. And I didn't realize a bunch of liberals are boycotting, yeah, because Disney wasn't standing firm and, and making so, a statement against this. So I what, thought you were talking about the conservatives that are both, always boycotting both. Disney. So everybody's <laughs> mad at Disney. Yeah. And they're trying to walk the middle and there ain't no middle. So no, good luck. there is not. So it, it, to, to briefly summarize had a, had here. Had a tax shelter for like 50 years. Right. 
to to briefly summarize in the state of florida they've all lost their minds um <laughs> as far as the government goes um, our next president yes uh president death sentence has um uh what desantis has and the republicans have created this don't say gay bill um in order to uh, who knows what their ultimate goal is if it's just to take over the schools and privatize them or what we, whatever because uh, they hit cancel culture so much they're gonna cancel everything exactly so they come out with this controversial bill um of course you know disney fans lose their minds over it uh in the controversy of it and expect the company to make a statement. Bob Chapek chooses not to, um, because he's terrible. And then is basically forced to come out against it. Um, after all the backlash of, you know, just from anybody that hasn't lost their mind. And I think they need to sign a don't say Chapek bill. They do. Oh, they do. don't say Che. So, <laughs> <laughs> so after that uh, happens, Chapek finally made Disney makes a statement uh, in support of the LGBTQ community. And let's face it, um, if you've ever been to Disney World or on property, um, you're going to notice that there's a high percentage of cast members that, you know, belong to that community. <laughs> so Disney um, is super gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Flamboyantly gay. Disney. So after that happens, he makes, they make a statement. And then the governor shortly after that says, well, we have declared, declared war on against your company because you're so woke. Um, that we are going to repeal the Reedy Creek District. Again, people who don't like safe spaces, who don't like, uh, right. you know, nothing should be politically correct. You shouldn't have to watch what you say. You can have your own opinion. Yeah. We unless don't like you, your opinion. So right. Here's we, we don't criticize it. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, and this, guy, this is the guy that can't do anything on camera without forcing 50 Montessori kids to stand behind them and then yell at them with signs and wonder what the hell, wonder what the hell they're doing there. So if you're not familiar with the Reedy Creek improvement district, um, that goes back to like 1967. It's something Walt and the Disney and Roy and the Disney company set up before, um, they, you know, ever started building Disney world. What it means basically is around Disney property it is considered um, a separate district where Disney can basically do whatever they want as far like as Vatican like, City, right in the middle of right. They can they can improve, they can take down, destroy what, Mickey. whatever's on their uh, on the their wall. property. But it also <laughs> includes things like their own fire department, their own power plants to run their parks and hotels. Uh, that they pay for privately things that you would expect Republicans and conservatives to be in love with. Right. That's their whole goal is less government. You know, that's at least that's what they say. So like every few years, they wait for the white smoke to pick a new princess. <laughs> so this has been in place for 50, 55 years or whatever. And now the, the governor has signed the repeal bill. Now there's going to be a lot of legality steps that, actually have to happen before they can just say oh nope 
this is all going to be responsible from Orange County or uh, um, the neighboring county because Disney World isn't in just one county in Florida. So, so yeah, where do all those privatized workers are they all out of a job? Exactly. We exactly what happens now. Yeah. Not to mention the uh, the average taxpayer will now be responsible if this ends up happening for about twenty six hundred dollars uh increased on their on their yearly taxes because Disney paid for all that stuff privately. It was you know it wasn't something they made money on. It was just to um to it was infrastructure for their parks and their property that has been that way forever. So basically um it's created all this controversy to where now we don't know what in the world's going to happen uh, how it's going to affect other things like voting and a whole bunch of other mess and it basically you know comes down to governor idiot uh has decided it, he is king of the world and disney should just secede from the united states <laughs> Or just secede from Florida and say, uh, we're in Georgia now. <laughs> just something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Good this luck, is, everybody. I mean, we're talking about, you know, it's not a small pre- Build a pre- wall. <laughs> Build a wall around it. Uh, only a monorail can get in and yes, out. Yes, yes. That's your only way in or out is a monorail. <laughs> <laughs> monorail. <laughs> so anyways, all this is happening. Who knows what's going to happen next? Um you know. But again, is is it good politics? Is it good? Is it good policy, or is it just a weird vendetta that, that it's a bunch a, of rich guys are having? Like, yes. Who it's is a, this helping? Who is it hurting? And do they care, or do they just want to win the argument? It's it's just, like a weird it's like a weird Twitter feud yeah. that has billions it, of dollars in stakes for millions of people. It's a it's, it's a pissing. Gra- it's, it's a, everything I hate about politics right, right now of how stupid it is. It's a pissing contest between uh, between these two two guys, and and I don't, you know, unfortunately, I wish we we couldn't give a shit, but you know, we don't live in Florida or whatever, but it does affect you know a lot of things down there, especially for those of us that want to go on vacation down there. I mean, what kind of it it it's going to hurt? Um, you know, how can you be a governor of a state that gets all of your, you know, all of your, your whole state is basically based around this economy, all your t- tourism and stuff. It was, there was nothing there before they came to town and, and now you're just willing to, you know, you're going to show them up. And, uh, so whatever, uh, it's terrible and awful. And that's yeah, I all I got. I that anybody, anybody really wins that fight. No, we all lose. <laughs> we all lose. Everybody loses. So I'll keep an eye on it. See what happens next. What's your countdown clock say? How how far out are you? Oh, I'm I'm a ways away. Uh, I figured yeah. you're already counting. Yeah. No, you're uh talked to Justin yesterday. I think he Justin Lowe told me he was forty two days out. Um for his first trip in a couple two and two and a half years, I think, so yeah, the uh, he messaged me the other day. The Main Street Electrical Parade has made its uh, reappearance in Disneyland in California. He they had a special thing you could stream, and he was all excited about that and the new floats and stuff. So, 
So maybe we'll we'll learn a little bit more when he gets down there. Cool. Is that it for tonight? Uh, I think that's all I got. Oh, we'll 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 talk uh, quickly. Get we talked some pretty heavy shit about this is us last time. So <laughs> I'll say that the episode I saw this past week was a vast improvement. Yeah, I thought you know we got the wedding, mm. finally wedding, some, yeah, and and we you know was back to get some happy stuff, happy sad, which is what you like in a in a this is us episode. Yeah, yeah, a little happy sad, looking through time. Got the aftermath uh, of of the whole big blow up and what yeah. all these episodes have been over. So. Yeah. So yeah, all the stuff with the mom and everything. So yeah, that was it. Was good. They redeemed themselves. Maybe they'll finish off strong. Hopefully. I hope so. I really do. I hope so. It's been a good show. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> cool. Hey, everybody, stick around for our next episode. It's going to be a fun one. We promise. It's uh, something we've never done before. We're doing a bat draft. We're going to draft our best Batman movie. How about that? Is that oh, crazy? We should have done a play on backdraft somehow. Like, mm. had Kurt Ru- we needed to involve Kurt Russell somehow. Someone <laughs> should have drafted Kurt Russell. Yeah. Is the, Definitely. yes, that was a failure on our part. So, <laughs> aside from that, it's a good episode. You should stick around <laughs> to the next one and listen. We're going to pick our favorite elements and try to make the best Batman movie possible. So, that's something you haven't seen before. How about that? Boom. We're doing yeah. everything we can. You got yeah. trying our best. <laughs> Pay attention to us, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Till then, same bat time, same bat universe, same bat everything. My name is Jordan. Cliff Barnes. Seth, bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash udamwithkpp for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.